Welcome to the Redeemer Lincoln Square podcast. Our church began in April of 2017 and is located just down the street from Lincoln Center in the Lincoln Square neighborhood of Manhattan. Our channel will primarily feature sermons from our Sunday worship service, as well as encouraging stories and conversations with members of our LSQ church family. We hope you'll subscribe as a way to stay connected during this season of uncertainty and social distancing. Today's reading is from Colossians 2, verses 6 through 23. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised, with a circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink, or with regard to a festival, or a new moon, or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism and worship of angels, going on in detail about visions puffed up without reason by his sensuous mind, and not holding fast to the head, from whom the whole body, nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments, grows with the growth that is from God. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. Amen. Good morning, Redeemer Lincoln Square. My name is Pastor Jeffrey, and I will be delivering the Word of God to you all uh, today. Um, Just a little bit about myself. Um, I am originally from Los Angeles, California. I moved to New York about eight years ago uh, to pursue ministry, and I've been serving at Astoria Community Church in Astoria, Queens for the past eight years. And I've been living in Long Island City for the past five years and moved to Lincoln Square this year. Moving to Lincoln Square, I knew that Redeemer Lincoln Square was right there. And I reached out to Mike uh, to grab lunch, him being a fellow PCA pastor and all. And we developed a great friendship. And he asked me if I would be willing to come and preach to you all. Uh, and I gladly accepted. And it really, it's my honor to do so. And I hope you guys are all blessed by the word I delivered to you all today. With that, welcome to 2021. I know for many of you, 2020 was quite uh, the year. 
And I know that 2020 raised a lot of questions, but unfortunately it didn't answer a lot of the questions. And I figure that 2021 will begin to answer a lot of those questions, but I don't anticipate a lot of them will be fully resolved. And so what is my encouragement to you today in light of that fact? My encouragement to all the churches, uh, and specifically you all, is to engage with your church, to engage with your community. In this age of social media and everybody having an opinion, it is tempting to disengage. It is tempting to log off all social medias, cut off all your connections, and cut off all the noise so that you could have some peace and quiet. Yet this is never the suggestion given by the Apostle Paul. If you read through all the letters that Paul writes to the churches, you find that each church has a unique circumstance that they are engaged with. Some of them are in relatively peaceful situations. Some of the churches are in uh, a civil war that the church is about to tear each other down. Other churches are being persecuted by um, other uh, entities or governments, and thus they have uh, to rely on the grace of God even more. And in all these situations, oddly enough, Paul never tells the church to log off. Paul never tells the church to disengage. Paul never tells the Christians, hey, in the neighboring city over, there's a big church with a lot of resources. Go and find safety there. They will take care of you. Rather, he tells all the churches, stay where you are. And what does he pray for? He doesn't pray that they would be safe. He doesn't pray that the circumstances would change. What does he pray for? The one thing he always prays for is that the church would continue to grow in faith and that people would come to see the glory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So in the spirit of Paul, this is my message to you today. In 2021, engage Engage with your church community. Engage with the community around you. For that is the prayer of all Christians throughout all ages, that people would see the light of Christ and that people would worship Him. So how do you engage? You engage by walking in the Lord. Just a um, brief context of the context in which Paul is writing to. The church of Colossae is a church uh, that finds himself in a little bit of turmoil. They aren't being persecuted. Uh, rather, they are going through a lot of ideological uh, battles. Uh, sounds relevant to us. Um, they are learning a lot of things about Jewish religions. They're learning about Christianity and they're taking hold of their faith. But a lot of other ideas are starting to seep in as well. Um, and they're combining it with Christianity. And that's the main problem that Paul is dealing with. That people are taking other religious principles and applying them to the Christian faith and making other people believe it. And Paul is saying, don't do that. 
Now, Paul would say, cut those people out, or Paul would say, you know, flee from those people, or we would expect him to say those things. But what he says is, walk in the Lord. Now, how do you know that you are walking in the Lord? Or what does it mean to be walking in the Lord? And I want to get to the bottom of those two questions. So the first question I'm going to address is, how do you know that you're walking in the Lord? Chapter 2, verse 6, this is what Paul says. He says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you are taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Paul is really riffing on a concept he brought in in chapter 1, verses 9 through 14. And I want to go over that together. What is, how do you know you're walking in the Lord? Paul gives four signs Um, indicating that you are walking in the Lord. And the first sign that you are walking in the Lord is this, that you are bearing fruit in every good work. Brothers and sisters, are you bearing fruit? Now, what does that mean? Am I growing apples, oranges, pineapples? What does it mean to bear fruit as a Christian and as a church? Well, it means um, to bear the fruit of the Spirit. And Paul gives us the list in Galatians chapter 5. He says, The fruit of the Spirit is this, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, uh, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruit of the Spirit. Now, does your church have these fruits? Does your own individual Christian life bear these fruits? Do people say that you're loving? Do people say that you're growing in kindness, that you are growing in self-control, that you are growing in gentleness? Now, these are one of those things that you cannot self-evaluate. You cannot say to yourself, you know, I think we're growing. Or, you know, I think I'm growing in love. I think I'm actually a kinder person before. You can't do that. You need to engage with the community around you, and you should ask people, brother, sister, Am I bearing fruit in the Spirit? That is the way you find out. And if you are, you are walking in the Lord. If you are not bearing fruit, then you are not walking in the Lord. Second way of knowing that you are walking in the Lord. It is that you are growing in the knowledge of God. You are walking in the Lord if you are growing in the knowledge of God. Do you know who God is? Do you know his attributes? Do you know how he acts in given situations? What is your knowledge of the Bible? I have met many, many brilliant, intelligent New Yorkers. People who have gone to great schools, people who are well-educated, but yet do not know the fundamentals about God and salvation. Brothers and sisters, we need to spend more time in growing in the knowledge of God. And I know that people can do it. Many people say that I don't have the time. Many people say, man, the Bible's really complicated. It's complex. And I just want to rest all those fears uh, now. God is mysterious, but he is not complicated and he is not complex. You know what's complicated and what's complex? COVID-19 
and vaccine making. I say that because once COVID hit, every one of my Facebook friends became an epidemiologist. None of them had taken science courses before, but yet they knew how viruses work. That stuff is complicated. Yet why did people take the time to read and learn about viruses and vaccines? Because their life depended upon it. Brothers and sisters, we need to have an understanding of who God is because he's so important and we need to grow in the knowledge of God. But we must not only grow in the head knowledge of God, we must grow emotionally as well. The book of Psalms is the largest book and in the Bible, and it gives us a blueprint of how we are to emotionally be with God. God shows us that the mature Christian is someone who is able to go to the lowest of low, deal with depression, deal with the sadness that is in the world but at the same time is able to exalt and give praise and have joy and fellowship with others. You are supposed to have a wide spectrum of things, of emotions. Christians are supposed to be filled with emotions, layered with emotions. And we can only do that as we get to know our God. So, you are walking in the Lord if you are bearing good fruit, and your knowledge of God is increasing. Third, you are walking in the Lord if you are being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for all endurance, patience, and joy. The main thrust of that is, if you have joy, you are walking in the Lord. Brothers and sisters, do you have joy today? Now, what does it mean to have joy in the Lord? I hope you don't think that I mean that every Christian should be smiling all the time, that every Christian should be uh, chirpy and have a can-do spirit. That's not what it means to have joy in Scripture. When you look up the word joy, the words that usually follow along are endurance and patience. Christians who have joy know that they have the right answer, the right God, and they have the right conviction and the will to go on. At Redeemer Lincoln Square, we value questions and the people who ask them, which is why we hold a time of question and response, or Q&R, after our Sunday worship service. It's an opportunity for anyone to text in questions and then process responses alongside our pastors and other members of our church community. If you have questions that you'd like to process, feel free to email us at lsq at redeemer.com or join us for our virtual worship service on YouTube every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. You can find our YouTube channel at lincolnsquare.redeemer.com slash YouTube. Let me give you an example. I'm a runner, and one of the things I like to do, um, uh, rather than just run, is watch running documentaries. And I love watching those documentaries um, about impossible running mileage, like running the deserts or running uh, 100 miles for seven days straight. I love watching those things because it really gets um, to the core of why people are running and why they do it. And 
undoubtedly, um, everyone is excited in the beginning of these documentaries, but there's always in the middle point, uh, a point of crisis. And they're crying, their body is breaking down, and uh, they just don't know if they can continue to go on. Now, what's ironic about all of this is that they could literally quit and nothing will happen, okay? They are doing this to challenge themselves. They don't need to continue on. They can absolutely quit with no consequence. But unfailingly, every time the group asks the runner, do you want to quit? The runner looks up with his or her tears and says, no, I want to go on. Right there. That's where joy is. So what is Christian joy? Christian joy is a resolve and a perseverance that knows that Jesus Christ is your Lord, King, and Savior, and that He is going to get you out of this. That you have so much pleasure in serving Jesus that there is nothing else you'd rather be doing. It is when we are tired and at the point of brink and people are saying you should leave the faith or you should believe in something else. But yet in our tears and in our anger, we look up and say, but where would we go? I want to continue on. Brothers and sisters, that is the Christian joy. And if you have that kind of joy, then yes, you are walking in the Lord. The fourth and final thing. How do you know that you're walking in the Lord? Paul says that you are continually giving thanks to God. Do you give thanks to God? Is your heart thankful for all that He is doing and all that He has given you? Are you thankful that you have opportunities to share your love and faith with others? Being thankful is an important Christian disposition. Because when you are giving things, you are always in the position of receiving. You are always in the position of getting the grace of God, the blessings of God, and allowing your heart to be thankful to Him for all those blessings. Are you thankful? Does your life show that you are thankful to God? So what does it mean, or how do you know that you are walking in the Lord? One, you're bearing fruit in every good work. Two, you are increasing in the knowledge of God. Three, you are being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for all endurance, patience, and joy. And fourth, you're giving thanks to the Father. That's how you know that you are walking in the Lord. Now, as I was going through each of these four things, you might have been thinking, Yep, not bearing good fruit. Yep, yeah, I have a knowledge of a third grader when it comes uh, to who God is. Um, Yeah, I don't have that joy that you're talking about. And no, I'm actually not thankful to God for many of those things. And Paul anticipates this. He actually expects that the majority of the Colossian church is not walking in the Lord. And that's why he's emphasizing it. So what are we to do if we find ourselves not walking in the Lord? Paul then goes into who Jesus Christ is. How do you walk in the Lord? You remember who Jesus is. 
The reason we are not walking in the Lord is because we often forget who we are and who Jesus Christ is. So that is why in the next verses that come right after verses 6 is a long treatise on who Jesus Christ is. And for Paul, who is Jesus Christ? Verse 9, Paul begins, he says, For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. Remember who Jesus is. Jesus is not just another guide, coach, or teacher. He is the God incarnate. He is the second person of the Trinity. He is fully man and fully God, and he was there when the earth was created, when time began, and he was the instrument in which the whole world was created. Go back to Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 20. A beautiful picture in him of who Jesus Christ is. Amazing, mysterious, beautiful, and wonderful. Paul says Jesus is God incarnate, and we need to remember that. But he doesn't just stop there. Jesus, yes, he's fully God, he's fully man, but he's so much more. You see, if Jesus was just God and just man, he would be worthy of our praise, he would be worthy of our respect, and we would be, it would behoove us to follow after him and sit under his teaching. But Paul continues on and says this, And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. This God incarnate, this full man, full God, is not only a teacher, is not only the creator of the universe, but he is ultimately and intimately united to us through the Holy Spirit. Praise be to God. We have an intimate union with the creator of the universe. A very intimate union. So much so that his righteousness is our righteousness. His perfection becomes our perfection. God did not just say, follow me. He gave us the Spirit and says, you and I are one. And I will make sure that you will never grow tired or weary. That you will be strengthened by the Spirit that powers me. You will never be cut off from me. For I love you and you are mine forever. That is why in verses 11 and 12, Paul goes on to say this. In him also you were circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. What is Paul trying to say? You no longer belong to the world. Stop trying to gain energy from the world. You belong to Christ. Your strength, your power, your energy comes from Christ alone. He is your nourishment. Seek Him. 
remember him. Do not forget what he has done for you. He has delivered you out of darkness and he has brought you into the light so that you may thrive in this life by showing the love that is meant to be felt by all to others. He has nailed your sin, your old self, to the cross. You no longer belong to it. Therefore, in 2021, here is the secret of engagement. You must draw on strength from Christ and Christ alone. You cannot find your strength in your family. You cannot find your strength in your work. You cannot find strength in your hobbies or vacations or relaxation. The only place you can find true energy and true power and true joy is in Christ alone. So I ask you today, are you walking in the Lord? Are you bearing good fruit? Are you increasing in the knowledge of God? Are you being strengthened to have endurance and joy? Are you giving thanks to the Father? If you're not, look to Christ. For far too long, you may be have looking in all the wrong places. Look to Christ and believe not only that you no longer belong to this world, but you believe in the new heavens in the new earth, and you are his forever. So, then what? As you continue to move on and engage with your church community and your neighborhood around you, do not let anyone condemn you. The main thing that the Colossians were dealing with is that there are so many different types of ideology going around that people who believed in Jesus felt condemned for not doing certain things. If they were not worshiping angels or if they weren't participating in new moon uh, festivals, they felt condemned. They felt that they were not walking in the Lord. They felt that they were not serving a Christ. Verses 16, he says this, Therefore, now that you know who you are in Christ, now that you know that you're walking in the Lord, Let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival or new moon or Sabbath. We experienced a lot of that, didn't we, in 2020? People were saying, if you're Christian, you should be a Republican. If you're Christian, you should vote Democrat. Here is that ideology coming and seeping into our faith. There is nowhere in Scripture that tells you how to vote. There is nowhere in Scripture that says, if you're a Democrat or if you're a Republican, then you are serving Jesus. Those are things that are left to wisdom and discussions, and we should be having those discussions. But your faith does not depend upon those things. Christ is the substance. We should talk about politics. We should talk about policy. We should discuss all the things that matter. We should talk about Black Lives Matter. We should 
talk about vaccines and COVID-19. We should talk about all these things in the upcoming year. We need to be involved in those conversations. But those things do not define who we fundamentally are. We are Christians. We are internally united to Christ. Our sins have been forgiven and our energy does not come from those things. Our energy comes from Christ alone. So we continue on. Brothers and sisters, 2021 is probably going to be much of a doozy as 2020 was. My encouragement to you is this. Do not disengage. Engage with your fellow co-workers. Engage with your church members. And engage with your neighbors. But in doing so, you must remember where you get your energy and your strength from. It comes from Christ and Christ alone. This is so important for our churches today. We must continue to draw our strength in the one who saves us, the one who loves us. So that is why today, as I end my sermon to you, my charge to you is this. Walk in the Lord. Bear the fruits of the Spirit. Grow in the knowledge of God. Continue to find the joy in Christ. And continue to give thanks to God. Thank you. And may you have a wonderful 2021. And may you thrive in the Lord. Let me pray for us. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you that you are our God. And we thank you that you deliver us from the darkness of the world. Lord, you are the light of the world and we are tied to you and you send us back out into the world so that people would see you and glorify your name. I pray for Redeemer at Lincoln Square and for all the members there that they would be strengthened by the gospel, that they would know who you are and that they would be encouraged by the fruits of the Spirit that I have already seen and that they are producing. We thank you, God. We pray that everyone would continue to walk in the Lord and that through that, people would come to a saving knowledge of you. We thank you, God. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to our church podcast. We pray that it can serve as a resource for you as you continue processing aspects of Christianity and growing in your faith. We hope you'll subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. And we invite you to check out our website to learn more about our church and how to get connected to our family. Just visit lincolnsquare.redeemer.com.